Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Monday, everyone. Well, we have been talking about friendship, the gift of friends. And we have seen that this is one of the gifts of the heart that God has given us. It's a tremendous blessing to have friends. Friends are so invaluable. Now, the Bible says a man who has friends must make himself friendly. And we have been looking at the ways that we make ourselves friendly. It's amazing to me how many people do not understand these principles. They go through life wishing that they had more friends, wishing that they had more people that cared for them, and trying to find some reason why this would be. Well, the Bible says if you're going to have friends, you have to be friendly. So we have been looking at the scriptures to see how we can be friendly. Now, the first thing that we saw is that we need to choose our friends carefully because we will become like the people that we spend time with. The second principle of friendship is that you need to invest in your friend's life. Proverbs 19.6 says, And every man is a friend to one who gives gifts. And I don't just mean monetary gifts, but if you are a giving person in every way, you will have friends. Every man is a friend to one who gives gifts. So you need to ask yourself, when I am in relationship with other people, am I giving them anything? Are they getting anything out of this relationship? Or am I just constantly taking from it? If you're going to have friends, you need to invest in the life of your friend. The third principle we saw is that we need to nurture our friendship. And that is we need to be considerate and sensitive to our friends. And the last one that we were dealing with is that we need to safeguard your friendship. And we safeguard our friendship by guarding our mouth and our ears. Because friendship is destroyed by the things that we say and the things that we hear. Proverbs 17.9 says, He who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. What you say from your mouth is important. If you are sharing negative, detrimental information with other people about your friend, well, you will not have friends. I mean, I found out a long time ago, if someone will start running down a mutual acquaintance, speaking negatively about them, I realize that when they leave me and are talking to someone else, they are talking negative about me. I mean, if you're listening to gossip from someone you can be assured that they're going to be gossiping about you. And so we need to safeguard our mouth. And we talked about this on Friday that all of our friends are imperfect. I mean, there's not one friend that you have that does not transgress in some way. And if you wanted to, you could find lots of negative things to share about them. But the Bible says here we're to cover those transgressions. Now, we don't mean cover them up. We mean to clean them up. And there is a big difference between covering up a transgression and cleaning it up. When there is an offense between friends, it needs to be dealt with. You need to go to the individual. 
Matthew 18 and verse 15 says, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. And we spoke about how easy it is when we feel that someone has wronged us to go to someone else and complain. But the Bible says that a whisperer separates the best of friends. I mean, this is Satan's greatest tool that he uses to separate friends, to separate people in the body of Christ, is when we whisper. We secretly speak behind the back of someone else. And we call these people backstabbers. Now, we don't think of ourselves as backstabbers, but whenever you are behind someone's back and speaking something negative about them, it's like you're sticking a knife in them. You're sticking a knife in their reputation. And really, you are cutting the friendships and the relationships that they have with other people. And so, not only do we need to guard our mouth, but we need to guard our ears, what we hear when someone tells us something. There's just some things we shouldn't listen to. Now, this is really important. I, I can't stress this enough. We see it in every workplace and and every social network that there may be, this tendency to destroy the reputation of other people by secretly whispering things to others. Now listen, as I said earlier, we all have wrong. We all do things that are unhealthy. You know, the illustration that comes to my mind is that when we get physically sick, we may vomit. And when we vomit, I mean, that is an indication that we are sick. And when vomit happens, we want to clean it up. We want to clean it up as quickly as we can, with as few people noticing as possible. We don't want to cover up vomit. We want to clean it up. And we want to clean it up before everyone realizes it's there. You know, we act properly in the natural, but we don't act this way in our relationships and our spiritual health. You know, people get sick spiritually, and they do wrong things. And they bring up, as it were. And we need to clean that up just as quickly and carefully as we would natural vomit. Now, what would you think if a person came along after someone had vomited and scooped it up in their hands and went to everyone and said, Oh, look at this vomit. Look how sick the person is. Look how bad it smells. Isn't that terrible? And then you run to someone else and you show it to them. You know, we would never do that in the natural. But we do it in the spiritual all the time. When someone is sick... We scoop up what they have done and we carry it to someone else. And we don't realize that in the process, we're contaminating ourselves and everyone else we speak to. There is nothing good about gossip and sharing detrimental information if you're not part of the problem or you're not part of the solution. And so if you want to have friends, you need to be a person that cleans up after people and you help them when they're unhealthy and they're not acting the way that they should. So, all of this comes under this category of safeguarding friendships. So, take this to heart today. Just put a guard on your mouth and say, I'm going to be a person that cleans up situations, not spread it around and contaminate everyone else. So, those are the four principles in how we can make ourselves friendly. Now, let's just go on for a moment and speak about the value of true friends. We said that friendship is a gift of the heart. This is a level where you make a connection with someone 
at a heart level. The value of a true friend, a deep friend, is that you have a soul mate. Your soul is connected, and your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And God wants us all to develop friendships to this depth where we find a soul mate. And there's nothing that's more satisfying than when that happens. And when your spouse is your soulmate, I mean, you have the best of all worlds. So the value of a true friend is that you have a soulmate. And secondly, that you have someone that you can confide and share your heart with. The scripture says, Ointment and perfume delight the heart, and the sweetness of a man's friend gives delight by hearty counsel. There is just something that is pleasant and there's just a sweet aroma around having a close friend. It says it gives delight to the heart. Proverbs 27 and 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Now here's another benefit of a friend is that you sharpen one another. Now, when you sharpen something, sometimes sparks fly. But that's what's necessary if you're going to sharpen something. And it says here that a man sharpens the countenance, the image, the conduct of a friend. We sharpen one another's attitudes, our actions. We can whet the appetite of someone else for something that's good. All of this happens through friendship. Proverbs 27, 6 says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Why does this scripture says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend? Well, I think this is to do with the sharpening process. We need people to tell us what we need to hear, not what we want to hear. And a good friend will do this. A good friend tells you when you have something in your teeth. A good friend tells you when you have a spot on your dress. A good friend is not embarrassed or shy to tell you something that might bring immediate embarrassment but will benefit you in the long run. I mean, just as we might point out a spot on a person's clothing, we need to also point out the spots on a friend's conduct. A good friend will tell another friend in the right setting at the right time something like, you know, you need to be careful. I I just noticed how you treated your son there and the way you responded to him. And and you may not realize it, but, but that's not good. I remember years ago, my sister-in-law telling me when my son was about eight or nine years of age, she said to me, you criticize Ben a lot. And you know, I never realized it. But she was right. I mean, he was always doing something that was wrong and needed to be corrected. And that's what I was focusing on. And just those comments to me made me aware. And and I thought, you know, she's absolutely right. There's a lot of good things he's doing. I need to affirm him in what he's doing. I needed to find a better balance. And thankfully, I was able to hear that and benefit from it. That's what a good friend will do. They point out to us, where our conduct is wrong. I mean, a good friend may say to her friend, you know, I just noticed how you responded to your husband there. You may not realize it, but that's damaging to your marriage. Now, you take a risk in doing this. 
you're wounding your friend. But the scripture says here, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. I would rather have a friend tell me what's wrong than just flatter me and withhold what I really need to hear. I mean, what would you rather have? A doctor that told you the truth or tried to spare your feelings? I want a surgeon who will tell me, we need to do this operation. You need to go through this pain. You need to go through this suffering. But if you do, you'll come out the other side and be healthy. I need the same in my relationships. We all have blind spots. We can easily see the wrongs of others, but we have difficulty in seeing our own wrongs. We need other people to help us. I want a friend that loves me enough to tell me the areas that needs to be cut away from my life. Fortunate is the person that has a friend like this. Well, I see that our time is gone again, but we will continue this tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. But as you know, we are not meeting there right now due to the coronavirus. Instead, we are streaming our Sunday service online starting at 1030. Go to our website at kwcf.org to check out all the details. We are living through difficult times right now. But the Bible tells us to cast all of our care on Him, for He cares for us. So till next time, let God keep your life in balance.